BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. We're back. And I have a question for you, Kenzie. Yes, How yes. How was Vlogmas? or Because you were vlogging every single day of December, correct? Yeah. And how did that go? It went really well. I actually did not miss a day, which I was very, very proud of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I really love January vlogging because I feel like it's very focused on like productivity videos and stuff, but like not in like a super hustle way and like a, I mean, you can make it whatever you want and it's like healthy eating, working out. It's all the stuff that I love year round, but that just do are very highly requested in the month of January. So I kind of thrive more in January than I even do during Vlogmas, honestly. Is Vlogmas more or less just, I would imagine it just to be kind of fun, short video type. They're not shorter content, but kind of they can be a little bit more about anything because you do in, what is it, in in December, you have Christmas, you've got New Year's, you've got Hanukkah, you've got all sorts of different holidays depending from all, all, yeah, all kinds of stuff. It's basically, I mean, like I'll do a lot of gift guides and stuff like that too, but it is just like an everyday vlog. So if it's super random, it kind of is fine because it's Vlogmas, you know? What's the longest vlog that you've, longest vlog video you've ever done? Um, I think it's probably my week in Texas for Thanksgiving break. That one's like 50 minutes long. Wow. That's but a very so long. long. The longer my videos, the more people love them, though. People love long vlogs now. I don't know what it is, but I used to all my videos used to be like 10 minutes long. And now I can't even imagine a 10 minute long video. I feel like it's so short. It's so bizarre. YouTube has changed a lot. I like watching long form content on YouTube when I like the person that's making it. And yeah, I think when you're first being introduced to someone, it's a little bit more difficult to be to, or to consume long form content when you're not really versed with the person's personality or anything. Oh, and I then completely I think agree. As they learn more about you, I think everybody wants more. It's like the, they, they need it. They're like, we want more. We want more. Also, I think people as podcasts have gotten bigger since it's more like long form content. People just love that on YouTube, too. It's just weird. YouTube also loves longer content because that probably typically means uh, more ads for them, I'm assuming. I don't really know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because so, then they can space it out. And I think out of a more, they could monetize more out of, off of a single video. When if it's realistically, if it's like three minutes, it would be too jarring for them to place an ad in the beginning and then an yeah. ad in the middle and then an ad. You can't the even add multiple ads until the video is over 10 minutes anyways. So you can only have like your first ad. So it was good. Um, but I was just in Arizona this weekend. I went for Dom's birthday trip, actually. I have like literally the worst allergies right now. I don't think you can even tell in my voice. I got home yesterday at like 10 a.m. We got home super early. It was Sunday. And I was, I'm still not great. I have my Citrus Defender from Starbucks, Aventi. I have taken so much Zyrtec. Well, the legal amount. And I've just was laying in bed all day yesterday. And I feel really rough. But, uh, you did know. you drive or did you fly to Arizona? We drove, but Dom drove. So, like, I just sat in the car, but I don't know what it is. Like, my allergies were bad before. And this is not the flu. Everyone's like, flu season. Um, absolutely not. I don't have time to have the flu. It's not that. My body feels fine, even. It's just like my allergies are so bad. Like, my eyes keep watering. We just recorded an episode of the podcast before this intro, and like, my eyes are watering the whole entire time. And I'm like, I'm literally so sorry, but like, well, I'm, I can't do anything about that. If I have the flu next week, everybody, it's because Kenzie got me sick. <laughs> if I had the flu, I would be in bed like crying and begging people to take care of me. Like I'm so annoying. But now I just have a boyfriend who does things for me. So it's kind of worked out. When you get sick, you have someone that will inherently be there to wait on you hand and foot. Exactly. Like he even got me the Citrus Defender. He came over with all the stuff. And I'm like, I'm someone too who like, I'm not, I don't want to take medicine. I don't want to do all that stuff, which is so ridiculous. Like honestly, just because when I'm sick, I don't want to leave my bed. So even going to CVS sounds like a lot. So that's where I've been. But I am just really fully relying on some hot Pilates to make me feel better today because I read that he and like the sauna and stuff 
makes your nose feel better. So I just really think that the cure to legitimately every single problem I've ever had in life is hot Pilates. So that's what I'm relying on today. And I think it's going to work. Updates to come, everyone. But today's guest is really, really exciting. We have Lindsay on from Set Active. I'm sure every single person, every one of you probably listening to this podcast knows what Set Active is because Set Active Wear is all over. It is hitting Instagram by, it's taking Instagram by storm. Everyone is wearing it. I have a set. I absolutely love it. The most flattering thing ever. It's seamless. Oh my gosh. So freaking cute. They actually just came out with um, matching sets like sweatsuits, which she talks about in this episode, but now they are out. Um, I love them. I actually need to make another order on set because I am the biggest fan, but we are talking a lot of things at business today. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of like running your own business, kind of changing ideas, starting, set active, and just all of that stuff. This is a great episode. Lindsay's just the sweetest. Her story is really cool. And I thought it would be fun to do a little inspirational fitness business journey episode for the month of January. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, if you guys have not already joined our Facebook group, that is where the real party is at. This podcast is so much fun and the community that listens to it is even more fun and even more helpful in this Facebook group. When I was on the road trip with my friends this weekend all of them are in the Facebook group and we were all talking about how it's actually so helpful and so fun and we were just like reading things on our drive which was like six hours so that's how you know even my friends on a day-to-day and real life basis are the biggest fans so join the Facebook group follow us on Instagram I love you guys so much hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Oh my gosh I'm so glad you're here I'm so happy to be here I love set actually I can't even believe I didn't tell you this before. So I go to hot Pilates every day. Okay. It's annoying to everyone who's listening, but that's not the point of the story. <laughs> I wore a set from Set Active, that's convenient, to Pilates not too long ago. And every single person was complimenting me and they were like, we want to sell it here, blah, 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 whatever. But they're all fans. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet you looked really good though. Thank you. Hailey Thank Bieber you. goes there. Yeah. And she wears set. Does she really? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Very <laughs> cool. Okay, so do you want to do a little one-minute bio? I, oh, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. I get, well, I grew up here. I'm from Beverly Hills, and I went to Beverly Hills High School, and then I went to, to I went away to college. I went to University of Arizona, but, like, halfway through the first semester, I came home, and I was like, I don't know if college is for me, and, like, just needed to get my life together. And then I spent like a year and a half nannying and going to school just to keep up with classes. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to U of A to finish. Did you go to SMC? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was yeah. like, do I want to do semester at C? Do I want to do this? That's really do I smart. Do that? So I just was like, I need to come home, work, like start saving money and just like figure it out. And then I went back to school and graduated, got a degree in education, which is like not anything I ever went into. <laughs> Came home, got a job at NBC Universal, quit, got a job at a marketing company, quit, got a job at Variety Magazine, quit. <laughs> and then I was like, this isn't working, working for other people. Um, so long story short, I started a marketing company called LA Social. And then I quickly realized that like I wanted to use my own ideas for marketing towards my own product. Yeah. And that's a very condensed version of how I'm here today. That's very cool. When you were doing LA Social, what was that more so focused on? Like marketing, like what were you, what brands, like brands, people? Yeah, I mean, we we're. I was doing people, like I managed oh. Sid, who's one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, she's one of the co-founders of Wildflower Cases. I like managed people, but I also was kind of like the liaison between brands yeah. and influencers. But I also was like helping brands and consulting for brands on how to utilize their social media to resonate with the people that follow them and how to get new followers and have them stay following. Cool. So that's sort of what I did then. Very cool. Okay. So really quickly, we're going to do hot seat. This is something I do in every episode. I just asked three fun questions. (laughs) Okay. My first one, this is our staple stays in every single episode because it's the best question. What is the best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months? Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I have two. If that's okay, the, the more the merrier. Okay. So my first one, I just got. Like, it's definitely going to become a holy grail. I'm obsessed with it. It's actually, it's a tanning lotion. It's called Lux Unfiltered by Savannah Ayla. It, uh, sorry if I butcher that name. She's an influencer on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. I like wasn't going to play into the hype, but then like a 
this girl that I follow. She's not that big. She has 400 followers, but her Instagram's Bonds Buys. And she like posts real reviews about stuff. And she posted about it. I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll try it. And I tried it. And for someone whose legs don't see the sun because I'm in leggings every day, like, I'm going to show you. But this is just a first time use. I like have some color. Oh, yeah. No, it's very natural, too. That's great. I'm a big self-tanner, so I'm going to check this out. It's And it's affordable, and it's great. It doesn't smell bad. Is it her brand, or is it just a collaboration? It's her brand. She just started it. Completely 100% her brand. And I'm fully hooked. Like, I cannot wait to buy the second. I wish it was, like, a bigger, like, maybe huge pump bottle, because I'm like, I'm going to run out of this. And then the second thing I would definitely have to say, and I know it's cheesy, but the five-minute journal. Because I'm a big believer in like having a routine and I'm a big believer in like writing down the things that like you're grateful for and like your goals because it holds you accountable. So, yeah. I want to be one of those people who has like a gratitude journal. I don't do that, but I feel like I should. I never did it either, but I, I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to. It was it was Dave Carlson. He was like every night he tells the girls like before you go to bed, like close your eyes and think of things that you're grateful for. And ever since I heard him say that and he told me that, I was like, I should be doing that because like almost everything that like they have been grateful for, like that they, the goals that they've set for themselves have happened. And so like, I'm like, I need to start doing that. I manifested before and made vision boards, but I feel like this is a different way to like put it on paper and like hold yourself accountable and like look back and see the things that you said you were grateful for cheesy but like I really think it's gonna work and I'm really excited about it yeah no that's great it's actually really surprising to me that no one has said that yet the five-minute journal because it is popular I got it for my stepmom for Christmas it's really cute too I will say but I think like even more so like the five-minute journal is like the best way to do it I have one they're cool but I think just like sitting down and thinking about things that you're grateful for because if you're not forced to do it if you don't have a way that it's structured like you're probably not going to end up doing it or you're going to forget you know yeah yeah I yeah and I wanted to get into routine like I I watch Shark Tank every Sunday and like they always (laughs) say like this the most successful entrepreneurs or like most influential people of the world have a routine whether it's like waking up early or doing something they have a routine and like they stick to it and I mean, I'm not saying don't be spontaneous. Definitely be spontaneous. But I feel like this is a good thing to add into a routine to help you become a wholesome person. Yeah, I agree. You know what's so funny? I say wholesome all the time. And I saw a tweet the other day and they were like, wholesome is every millennial's new favorite word. And I was like, that's actually so true. Like six months ago, people didn't say it. But all of a sudden, it's like everyone says it. And I didn't even realize it until I saw this tweet. And now I notice it. I didn't even realize it until you just told me right. that. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, wait, other people say this? And then I was like, wait. And then I noticed everyone says it. Oh so, my God. Anyways, Twitter, you know? Okay, next question. What is your favorite like podcast or book? Oh, I might butcher the name because I've already read it. I think it's called like, I don't give a fuck or something. How not the to? The Art of Not Giving oh, a Fuck. Oh, yes. Is it? green or orange it's orange orange yes yes and I remember I like always in some way relate back to that book if like I feel like an anxiety attack coming on or if I'm like scared of like a social setting where like I'm scared of what people are gonna think of me or whatever it might be I always sort of like think back to the things I've read in that book and again I don't mean to be a basic cheesy person but like that book tells you really good advice and I like it's one of the books that like when I was moving and I was going through things to throw out and things to keep, I was like, I'm going to keep it. I like to refer back to it. Yeah. So that's definitely one of my favorite books. I love that. Yeah. Okay, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Best Fiends. So if you guys are unfamiliar, Best Fiends is a casual game anyone can play, but it's made for adults, which is so fun. So if you guys are looking for a fun way to pass time while also engaging your brain, your answer is Best Fiends. So I have this problem where I am perpetually early to every single thing that I do ever, literally ever. So I spend a lot of time in my car just passing the time. So lately, I've been filling that time with Best Fiends. I also really like it because it also engages your brain. So I feel like I'm having fun, but also like doing something good for myself. I personally love Best Fiends because there are challenging puzzles. Best Fiends has a story. It engages your brain. It's 
fun. You can also collect tons of characters and you need to use them strategically for each level. So it just really gets you thinking while you're also having fun. And I find it to be very relaxing. I've actually played Best Fiends for years. I've had this app on my phone for quite some time. I also love the bright colors and the visual design of Best Fiends. Um, the two characters that are my favorite, I love Bebert the bee and then Bob the ladybug. I think they're so cute. Also, the thing that's so convenient is that it doesn't require internet to play. So it's amazing for traveling. I've been traveling so much lately and I'm only going to be traveling even more in the upcoming months. So I love that because I can play it anywhere, whether that's a plane or a subway or whatever it is. Also, I'm going on a road trip this weekend with my friends for one of my best friend's birthdays. So we're going to be in the car for like eight hours. So I'm going to get everyone hooked on this game. We're all going to play and we're all going to compete. And I'm really, really looking forward to it because I have a lot of practice over them. So I really feel like I'm just going to win. So if you want to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. So you guys can download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Okay, number three, what is your go-to everyday look? Oh, set active. Always. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm always in leggings. Um, and it's usually like a vintage tee and a leather jacket like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> but I'm really excited because we have sweat sets coming out. So I also feel no like way. that's going to be my everyday look. That is so great. I'm really excited about it. But I'm in set active every single day. Whether I'm dressing it up or dressing it down, I, you will see me in set active. So yeah. that's my everyday look. There you go. Okay, so let's talk about starting set. And the thing about set that I love is that it's so flattering and it's actually really cute. So I feel like a lot of like fitness wear is either, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't hit, it doesn't check off every single box is kind of how I would describe it. But I feel like set does. And it's perfect for Pilates, which is my favorite workout. So how did you get the idea? Like when did this kind of start? Well, it started like two years ago. I was sitting at coffee with a friend, Nicole Rogers, if you're listening. And I was telling her that I was kind of like I had just basically dissolved my other company. It wasn't working out with my business partner, but I knew that I like creatively liked to like blow products up basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what would work? But I didn't want to just like come out with something out of the blue. And I was sitting there and I, I used to wear like, I'm not going to name another brand because like I don't want to put other people down, but I was wearing another brand and I didn't feel comfortable in it. Like I mm-hmm. never felt like I looked good enough to grab coffee with coffee, sorry, coffee with a friend. I felt like I just like didn't look stylish, but I would never had time to run home. And I was like, I watched this girl like walk in and she was, you know, wearing sort of like a set, but not perfectly matching. And I was like, wait, what if I just did basics matching sets? Like just full basics, no prints, like just colors and limited edition. And I just like, my mind went wild from there. And Nikki, who works for me, and she's one of my best friends, she'll tell you, like, when I get an idea, especially if it's a creative idea, there is no stopping. Like, I'm just full force, 100%, let's do it. And that's sort of how it started was sitting at Alfred with my friend Nicole. And I just, like, came up with the idea. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. What's the worst that can happen? And I was like, first, let me go around and see, like, other companies and see if they have what I'm doing or, like, what I want to do. And I would try, I'm not kidding you. I tried on over, I want to say, this is on the low end. I want to say I tried on over 200 leggings because I have an interesting body. Like I have a big butt, I have big thighs and I have small calves and small ankles and I have a small waist. So finding something that was going to like make me feel good was like almost a mission that I wanted to completely achieve. Like I wanted to find the Holy grail for me. And I'm like, if I can find the Holy grail, I feel like it can be the holy grail for everyone else. Yeah. I had no background in designing. I had no background in like doing activewear, <laughs> like anything. I didn't know fabrics. I didn't know anything, but I did it. And now I'm here and now I have set active. How do you like, how do you start that? If you have no background, how do you find the people to make it? Like, where do you find the materials? Like, like where did you go from there? What was your first step? My first step was no, like, trying to figure out what kind of fabric I wanted to use. And I started to realize that there's like cut and sew fabric and seamless fabric. And the way that seamless fabric is produced is like completely different than cut and sew. It's like a little bit more compressing. It holds you in a little bit better, but also like allows you to move and different things like that. So first I was like, 
I want to do seamless. And then you start telling people, like, talk about what you want to do. Tell your friends, bring it up at family functions, like bring it up in any way you possibly can. And you'll start realizing there's going to be people who'll be like, I know someone for this. I know someone for that. So that happened. And I told my like old accountant, basically, like, I want to start this. And he's like, oh, like my son-in-law, like he's in manufacturing, like you should do it. So I met with him and we ended up loosely partnering together. And it took him like six months to get me a sample. And I was like, something's off. This shouldn't be right. Because I started talking about it to friends. And they're like, six months? Like, that's not normal. Yeah. So I very, very angrily, like I was sitting, I remember sitting at my desk and I was so furious. And I was like, I just want a sample. So I went on Google literally for three or four hours. My husband, but then boyfriend at the time was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I need to find a production partner. He's like, how are you going to find that on Google? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to do it. So I sat there and my I called this like seamless company and they happened to have this like freelance designer there. But he was like, oh, they're not at my desk or they're not at their desk right now, but I'll leave your number. He's not really taking like new clients, but like I'll leave your number. If he calls you, he calls you. And so I went in with my pitch. I was like, I have a social media reach of this. This is my business plan. This is my idea. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he calls me back. And we ended up meeting at Alfred again. It's my go-to. Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> there every day. We ended up meeting there for like two and a half hours. And he was like, I, I don't usually do partners. I've been, you know, fucked over. And I don't, I lost my house because of it. But I believe in what you want to do. And I believe in you. And I can see the passion. So let's do it. So I partnered with him. And he was the one who I had a sample in two weeks. Wasn't the best sample, but I had a sample. Not six months. Not six months. No. Not six months. Yeah. So when you partner with someone, what does that mean? Like for those listening, like what does that kind of look like business-wise? Well, first you sort of have to like evaluate what do they bring to the table. I mean, at that point, it's 100% my company. But I have to ask myself, like how valuable is this person to the company? Can I do this company without him? Then you go into negotiations and you say, like, I'm I'm offering a percentage of my company for you to do this with me because he's not going to get paid until the company makes money, which we're two years into this and we're still not making like we're still not really paying ourselves. So you have to believe in the idea and he has to also like want it as badly or she or he or she or as much as I want it because he mm-hmm. had the connections and I saw the value in that. And so I offered a piece of my company to him. Cool. Yeah. When you are kind of like pitching yourself and with the business plan, like what, like get very specific. What does that look like? It, <laughs> okay. Well, I definitely winged it at first. I remember calling my dad and being like, yeah, this whole business plan. And I told it to him and I was like, I need an investor. And he was like, what? He's like, how do you know you need an investor? I was like, I don't know, because I have to pay influencers, which by the way, I've never paid an influencer in my life to this day. We've still never paid anybody to post for Set Active, which people think we do, but we don't. No, it's crazy too because Set Active is, I'm trying to think of other, like Glossier is a really good example of a brand that's like been built on socials or Wildflower. Wildflower. Great example. Yeah, but like Glossier paid. I'm trying to think of other brands. Like there's so many. Missouri, like so many yeah. brands that it's like those are paid people. Ge- I genuinely like love, love all those products. Wildflower doesn't pay. Let me just. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's Wildflower doesn't pay. pay. Like you look at all of these and it's like everyone. It's not in the same kind of bubble, but in the same bubble of like very heavily on social media mm-hmm. brands that have like really utilized social media to the best capacity. And so it's cool that like you guys haven't even paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important because it we grew it organically. And that was something I always looked up to with Wildflower was how organic their growth had been. And so I knew that's something that I wanted for my own company. Mm -hmm. But at the time when I was like coming up with this quote unquote business plan, (laughs) I was like, I need an investor. I need this. I need that. And my dad was like, great. Like we have like Uncle Chet, call him up. Tell him you want an investment. He loves doing this stuff. So I'm like running home and I'm telling all my friends like, oh, I might have an investor. And I call him up and he starts asking me all these questions. What are your five-year projections? Like, what's like, what's your profit? What's your loss? Like, how are you going to price it? What are you going to, I was like, I literally hung up the phone. I started crying. I was like, I didn't even know I needed to know this stuff. And that's like my point in telling this story is because like when you start, which is the biggest like fear 
factor for everyone is like the factor of fear, not starting something because you don't know what's going to happen or how to do it. You start to learn along the way when you ask questions and talk about what it is that you want to do. And so he sort of made me realize it was like a kick in my ass, like get your shit together and figure out a business plan. So with the help of my dad and his friend and my, my business partner, we had like a meeting and my dad wanted to meet my business partner to like make sure like everything was good. Mm -hmm. And we sat at the table for like three hours and like we really came up with a plan of action. So that's sort of how I did it. I don't even know if that's the right way. Like not, there's not like one clear cut way to write a business plan, but putting feelers out there, talking about what it is that you want to do will help bring the right people together to sort of put you in that direction. Yeah. I love how you're just saying to like talk about it because I feel like people just don't. Like people are very secretive about things too. Yeah. Which I understand like to each their own, I guess. But I think that's so smart because you don't like you really don't know who's going to hear or like who that who that's going to connect you with or I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. No, you 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 don't know. And it's hard because like someone like like I suffer from really bad anxiety and it was scary, like, being like, I'm going to start a company. And, like, when people were going to be like, what kind of company? And then I was going to say an activewear. Like, I was terrified that people would be like, what? And I I did get the what's. And I did get the, stare, like, the blank stares. And, like, do you know anything about activewear? Like, ooh, it still grinds my gears that <laughs> people ask me that question. But I guess I get it. Like, I never designed anything so I can see where they were coming from. But, no, I, I'm such a big advocate for talking about what you want to do. and you never know what it could lead to because someone might know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can help you. And they might it brings you closer to starting what you wanted to do. Yeah, I love that. So financially, like, did you end up getting investors? Like, how did you get funding? No, we still to this day don't have investors. I am very happy to say we are not in debt as a company. I was really lucky because my my production partner had a connection with the factory that we were using. And it was a risk, but with great risk comes great reward. And I always say that it was a risk because they were like, we'll put up the first run of production for you and you can pay us back based off sales. And in the back of my head, I was like, okay, well, what if I don't have sales? Like, what if no one buys my stuff? What am I going to do? But I always said, I'll figure it out. Whether it was like me knocking on my dad's door being like, please. Or if it's me like standing on the corner, like literally I was like, I'll stand on the corner and sell these sets if I have to, if they don't sell, or I'll go into like an orange theory and set up a table, like if they don't sell. So I kind of like had a safety blanket of like, what's the worst that could happen? And what will you do if that happens? But everything sold out and we were able to pay the factory back. And then from there we did bigger orders and then we were able to pay the factory back. And then it like grew from there. That's so cool. Yeah. So, okay, with production, factory, like, I know nothing. So, just wondering, do they handle, obviously, production? And then do they handle, like, shipping and everything, too? Or does that go through someone else? No, that's that goes through something else. So, we have a back end. We use Shopify. Okay, um, cool. They help with shipping. Up until, like, we had our 3PL, which is a third-party logistics warehouse handling everything for us. I was doing all of the packaging with Nikki. It was oh like, gosh. we were printing labels from my bedroom, my guest my guest room was filled from the floor to the ceiling of inventory oh my god no one could even like walk in there and we I remember specifically Thanksgiving last year we were packing up all the Black Friday orders so you just print it off your print label that you get it off on Amazon and everything's done through Shopify it calculates it for you and all that stuff Shopify makes it really easy but we recently, because we had such an influx of orders, we moved to a 3PL. So they handle all of our packing and shipping and all of that That's stuff. That's so nice. <laughs> it's nice. And it's scary because I want to see my product. I want to yeah. see it come in. I want to make sure that there's no damaged goods. And like, so I have to go downtown a lot to like check in on that. And anytime we have a content shoot, you know, I have to like make sure we have enough sets to shoot and stuff like that but it's really cool and I'm really excited to see like where it goes next yeah that's so cool what's your best-selling like set or even just item I would have to say our ribbed v bra people love that bra Mm -hmm. I'm wearing it now and I I normally don't wear it but I was like I want I want to start wearing it because I want to see why people are like loving it but really I hate to be that person that says everything but everything like yeah all of our colors are limited edition. So like once it sells out, it's gone for good. That's um, so smart. 
it's smart and it's frustrating because I don't like disappointing customers. Yeah, they come back. And people always say, like, when are you restocking? When are you restocking? But it, I'm trying, like, I want it to be collectibles. And so, like, I want it to be, like, get it while it's there and and stuff like that. But it's hard. And I understand that some people might not have the funds to get it right when we drop it. So I'm working on a comeback collection. That's cool. Um, to bring back colors that, you know, did really well. So I'm always trying to accommodate to the customer because Emily Weiss, who, like, I'm obsessed yeah. with from Glossier, like, she built Glossier based around her customers and her customers are like her number ones. And I think that's the best advice anyone could ever give any business person that owns a company. So I'm always listening to what people have to say. And that's sort of like why I did limited edition and Mm -hmm. like why I'm thinking of doing a comeback collection and different things like that. I love the comeback collection idea. That's so cute. I always think about the blue tie-dye one. Like that's the one that comes to mind when I think of set. Do you know the story behind it? No. That was a mistake. Really? Yes. So for anyone who knows Set really well, our number one fans, they know that Set usually drops in like fours. So we do four colors and then we always have black. So we did a run. It was our mango, our electric, and it was going to be baby blue and mint green. And we tried on the samples. The samples looked great. But when the production came, they were the blue and the green were see-through. And I was like... <sighs> I can't sell these. Like, I paid for them already. I can't just, like, ask for the money back because the factory made them and I approved the sample. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, literally, what am I going to What am I gonna do? So at that time, tie-dye was, like, one of the biggest trends to just hit, like, every company you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And I quickly called my production partner and I was like, can we tie-dye these? Like, uh, we have to figure out a solution because I ne- we can't just take a loss. So we tie-dyed the blue and the green, and that's how we did Blue Crush. That is brilliant. And those did so well, right? I feel yeah. like everyone had that set. Yeah. A lot of people really loved it. They that really so, loved it. That's yeah. actually so funny. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm back again to talk about Zola. You guys know that I love Zola. Well, if you guys haven't noticed on Facebook, Instagram, Facebook groups, Literally, if you're living under a rock, it is currently engagement season. This is the most popular time to pop the question. So engagement season spans from Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day. And Zola is here to make all of your lives easier. So Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites, registry invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. Guys, That is absolutely amazing. I personally, you guys know at this point, if you've ever listened to a podcast episode, especially in the holiday season, I really love giving gifts and I love shopping on Zola's store. So Zola has the highest rated registry of all time. So basically you're able to register for gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds. The thing that I think is so awesome is that you have the option to get Airbnb gift cards. What a creative and fun gift. Like I love giving people experiences. Also, the registry has all the benefits you and your guest want. So there's free shipping and returns, free and easy exchanges, a 20% off post-wedding discount, price matching, and group gifting. What I also love about Zola is that it makes it easier for you as a guest to find all the info you need to find the perfect gift for the perfect couple. So that's why I really appreciate when the couple creates a wedding website with all the info I need all in one place. So all of you planning a wedding right now, listen up. Zola's websites are beautiful. They're easy to set up and they are completely free. There are hundreds of gorgeous designs for every style. It's easy to create your site in minutes. You can add a custom URL or password protection. So Zola has helped 1 million couples get married and they will help you too. So you can head on over to Zola.com slash I love you today and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get free personalized paper sample before or you purchase. That's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash I love you promo code save 50. Okay. So like running a business, like what are your biggest struggles slash what do you think comes the easiest to you? And then what do you try to find other people who are good at? Well, the number one piece of advice that I would give anyone is hire your weaknesses, like hire people to do stuff that you don't know how to do or that you don't are that you're not good at, I guess I should say. But the hardest part would be definitely delegating work and like micromanaging and trusting that people can like handle what you tell them to do, because if they don't do it, it falls back on you. 
And I am handling so many different things running the company that I need to trust people. But it's also like, I think the, also the hardest part of set right now is people think we're this huge company. And between like, well, not between everyone who's listening now gets to know it's just me and Nikki and our graphic designer, Lauren. There's only three of us. And then we have our 3PL. And Nikki handles everything that runs the company between customer service and influencer gifting and setting up content shoots. And we have an amazing content creator who does all of our shoots. His name is Matt Schaus, obsessed with him. But people think we're this like huge company with like an office of a lot of people and we're not. And I'm working out of my duplex, literally. Yeah. And it's hard. And But I love it. Like, I love the hustle. And I get excited every single day to, like, do it all over again. But it's managing people and trusting them. That's the hardest part because Set is my baby. And, like, finding people who are going to make Set their baby, too, is, like, the hard part. Yeah. So it's been a lot of trial and error. When you are – do you have, like – some sort of software like how do you organize things excel okay is great so that's where like we have a whole list of our like production like what samples are in production different things like that i have like it's called the set a team and it's my group chat with nikki and lauren and that's where we talk about everything whether it's like we need to get a post up now or like oh my god there's a like spell check error like we have to fix that that's been like my best way of like communicating with them because it's a lot quicker than email. And now on the iPhones, you can search keywords and you can find it. And then I have a shared like notes list. Like now yes, you can I, add people. I do that all the time. It's so helpful. It's so helpful. So I now have a shared notes list with Nikki and Lauren and we go through and like we have our to-dos for the week and they can see it. I can see it. I don't have to ask, when is this going to get done? When is that going to get done? Um, giving people deadlines. That's always really helpful. I'm still trying to figure out organization. It's a work in progress. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's so hard. Like, that's why I'm asking that. Like, I wouldn't even know, like, what to do, you know? Well, you kind of break it up. Like, you know, I have, I found the best way for me is my group chats. Like, I have my set A team, which is like me, Nikki, and Lauren. And that's where we talk about everything creative. And then I have like my production group chat and that's where we talk about production, samples, sample notes, send colors for future sets. And I like that it's like all on my phone and stored in the iCloud because like I can just refer back to it always. That's been what's working for me now. I can't say as we grow that's what's going to work for me, but you figure it out as you go. So I will let you know if other, (laughs) you know, tips and tricks come and I will let you know what they are. Yeah. How, okay. Do you guys like work together every day, like physically together or do you guys work remote? Like how does that work? What is Um, a day in the life basically? Oh gosh. It's different every day. Um, but yes, Nikki and I work together every single day. We wake up, we start the day at Alfred. I cannot, I'm sorry. This is going to sound so basic and it is so basic. I can't start the day without coffee. Yeah. I need coffee to like function. Um, Also, I think especially like I work from home for the most part or like working for yourself in general there's something about getting out of the house in the morning and going to the same place. There's like a nice routine. It's more than just the coffee. Like it is the coffee, but there's a whole atmosphere for it. I'm so for it. Yeah, I'm I'm for it too. I never miss a day, yep. really. If they're closed, <laughs> that's about it. Or if they're out of oatmeal. It was a thing too. There was a shortage, <laughs> a shortage. of it. Yep. Yeah. And so I start the day every morning with Nikki. Lauren lives in Alabama, but she How did you find her? A friend posted about her on Instagram and I looked at her work and I had her do like sort of like a test run with us of like what like I told her what I want as the brand for set and what I want it to look like. And I wanted to see if she could execute it. And in one email, she executed it. And I was wow. like, you're hired. What do I do? How do I how do we did she do like the logo or does she come on after that? No, she didn't. She came on after that. Okay, cool. Yeah. But she helps me with everything. We sort of collaborate together because I, and I always tell everyone this, I will forever have my hand in the creative. Like I, I can't not. It's like my, I love that part of the company. So her and I collaborate together, but she has other clients, but she always makes me feel like we're her only client. Yeah. I love her to death. And we talk in the group chat. We have like a meeting once a week where we're on video chat and we're going over our to-do lists. And like all of that stuff. But Nikki and I work together every single day. I like it that way because I can just look at her and be like, did we do this? Did we do that? And I'm always very lenient with her. She's like, oh, I need to go do this or like I need to go home or 
something like that. Like, I'm like, yeah, as long as you get your work done, like, go for it. Like, I'm yeah. not – I'm not psycho, at least, Nikki. I hope I'm not psycho. <laughs> You're like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> um, yeah. What – okay, so, like, take us through – I know that every day has to be so different, but, like, yeah. loosely kind of – like, you go to a day in the life of set, okay. working for set. What does it look like? Yeah, like, what does it look like? So, we wake up. We go to Alfred. We come back. We open up our computers. And I – At your place? Yes. Okay, cool. And I – Say to Nikki, like, where are we on this? Where are we on that? I know sort of like what's been in the works. So I'll say like, have we checked in with this person? So we kind of like hit our to-do list and I figure out what's going on. And then I move to the production list and I'm like, what do we have in production? Like when are samples coming? So I go to that group chat and I sort of check in there. And then I like to take a good hour to like scour the internet and scour like basically Instagram, Facebook and see like what are brands doing or like what are people doing or who's like the new person people are talking about. And I just like to draw inspiration like from there for anything Mm -hmm. that I do with set, whether it's a color I see on a pillow in the back of someone's home inspo. I'm like, that'd be a great set color. (laughs) So then I like do that. I I mean, it's hard to like walk you through a typical day because it really is so different. But sometimes it's me going to a shoot and I'm I'm taking the BTS on my camera Mm -hmm. and I'm like doing these weird angles. And then I shoot it off to my best friend, Nicholas, who edits all of the like little videos you see on set active. So he edits those. And so sometimes I'm on set. Sometimes I'm on a shoot. Sometimes I'm sitting at my computer all day. Sometimes I'm at the factory. It just sort of depends, basically. That's cool, though. Yeah. What is a typical morning routine for you? This is so embarrassing. (laughs) Typical morning for me. And if you know me, you know this about me. But if you don't know me, I am obsessed with my dog. It is a sick obsession. It's bad. I definitely treat him like he's a human child. (laughs) But I like to, I wake up and I'm in bed with my husband and my dog. And so I like to like cuddle with my dog for at least 10 to 15 minutes. And I sing him songs. (laughs) (laughs) I come up with them on my own. And I like to just like lay with them and, you know, talk about what our day looks like. And then I usually get out of bed, brush my teeth, get ready for the day. Oh, I play on Instagram. And I think everyone does that. But I look on Instagram mainly to see, like, do we have any, like, crazy DMs that I need to go through that need my attention? And I just sort of, like, get everything together so that I know what's going on in the social world so that I know what I need to talk about for Set Active, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then I get up and I go – I immediately go get coffee and I get out of my car. I bring Leo, my dog, with me every morning. (laughs) And every morning I say to Garrett, my husband, I'm like, maybe Leo will stay home with you today. And so I'll see if he like stays on the bed and I start to get ready. And then I grab my keys. And the second he hears the keys, he comes running, sprinting to the door. And he's like, I want to come too. That's what I think he says. (laughs) What kind of dog is he? Ozzy Golden. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. I'm so obsessed with him. That is so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So for the design and stuff, how did you originally design these? Like, how did you originally like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, for the leggings, it was a no brainer. It was, I wanted seven eights. I just loved seven eights. I didn't want anything that bunched on at the ankle because then in my mind, like, and I'm sorry if you like full length leggings, but in my mind, things that bunched at the ankle, like made it look like pants, but not pants. And I like, didn't love the look of bunching at the ankle with a t-shirt because someone in high school said to me like never wear leggings with a t-shirt and I it stuck with me like I don't know why it just stuck with me and I didn't like the look of cropped because I feel like it cuts off like people's like feminine side of their legs. Seven days are the most flattering like today I was wearing a longer pair of leggings and I'm like they're just not as flattering I don't know the cut of it somehow it's just not as flattering as seven eights. Like, yes. So I knew that I wanted the leggings to hit above the ankle. For the bra, I always had like body suits that I'd wear with jeans that were more of like a square neckline. So I knew that I wanted like some sort of square neckline, which is how the box cut bra was born. And then after that bra was a scoop neck. And I was like, well, everyone wants a scoop neck. We ended up discontinuing it because it wasn't one of our best sellers, but it still sold. And then the ribbed V came about because I wanted something that like was more racer V, like a racer in the back. Yeah. And then I wanted to, I know some people, you know, want to show off their cleavage sometimes or like high support and longer. So that was that bra mm-hmm. and that ended up being our bestseller. And then we have racer V, which is a shorter bra that's a racer back. 
That one is also a really good seller. We have high neck. It was just sort of like, what do I want? And like, what looks good? My whole mentality is like, if it looks good on my body, because I have a weird shaped body, it's got to look good on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so far, that philosophy has stayed true. It's worked. It's working. But some bras don't work out. And then we discontinue them and then we design a new one. We have a brand new one coming. And I I know I probably say this every time, but it's my favorite bra. For sure. Okay, cool. For sure. It's my favorite bra. Yeah. That would be me. I'd be like, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Oh, no, no. This this one is definitely <laughs> this one for my sure, though. favorite. Yeah. Yes. And I I posted it on my personal Instagram because I post a lot of like BTS stuff of like mm-hmm. what I'm doing for set there. And I've never like, I've never gotten so many DMs before about a piece of clothing. Like at first I was like, I'm getting a lot of DMs. And I was like, oh my God, like people are excited for this bra. So I'm very excited about it. Is that kind of how you know when something's going to do really well? Like, do things surprise you or do you kind of know going into it based off of, like, people in your life? It's hard. I definitely ask around. Like, anytime there's a new color, a new bra, I have, like, my core five people that I send it to that I, whose opinions I trust. Mm-hmm. And they usually give me really honest feedback. Like, they'll be like, oh, I would 5,000, 100 million percent wear that. Or they'd be like, I would never wear that. But I also love to share everything on my Instagram because there's some people – who love set, who have found out that I'm the owner of set. Mm-hmm. And now they follow me. And I I like to do like polls and stuff. And I ask people, I'm like, what color? Would you like this color? Or would you like this color? Do you like that pink? Or do you like that pink? Do you like this cut? Do you like this look of this? And mm-hmm. I like gather all of the information from there. And then I tell my production partner and I sort of like make things based off what the people want. Yeah, I love that. It's cool too, like following founders and stuff because I feel like it creates this almost community. And I feel like people who love set, like bond over loving set too. Like I feel like it really has become more of like, I don't want to say lifestyle, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of bigger than just what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. But I know for me personally, I think of brands that I really love and that I'm really loyal to. And every single time, it's like I follow the founders. Like I keep up with the like BTS of it. I feel like that's such a huge thing in a company, especially nowadays because now we have access to be able to do that in a way easier way. Yeah. So it's just cool. Like social media has really like, it's crazy. Yeah. I love and hate social media. Yes. I'm not going to lie. But I do really love connecting with the people that love set. I have a couple like OG girls. I've never met them. They're always in my DMs and they're always telling me like, I bought this one today or like, you changed my life. Like, I've never felt more confident. And like, I sometimes start crying. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like, I just sit there and like, my husband will look at me and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, someone just messaged me. And it never gets old. Like, it never gets old. I was shopping on Third Street and I went into a store and I was wearing one of our new colors. And this girl I was like, I really like your leggings. Like, I love that color. Like, what is what is that? I was like, oh, it's set active. And she's like, oh, I love set active. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I haven't seen the color on the website. And I was like, it's not out yet. And she's like, how do you know? <laughs> I was like, I'm the owner. And she started. Fr- <laughs> and then the other girl who worked there was like, you're the owner. And they were freaking out. And I I started crying in the store. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I don't do well with like being recognized yeah. in that way. I, I think I'm getting red right now as I'm telling you the story. <laughs> I just I I just can't believe it. And I like still every time it gets me and I I start crying. So. How old is that now? Um, A year and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. How long? Okay. Between the first time at Alfred when you not your first time at Alfred, but the time at Alfred when you came up with the idea uh-huh. to launch, like what was the time in between? That? A year. Okay. So year. technically set the idea was born two and a half years ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. But the launch like a year and a half. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then from there, did you just start sending to influencers, but like friends? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, it's so funny when you go back to like our like very first photo, which is now archived, but (laughs) it's very funny when you go back and you look at like what you first did when you first started. I think we said like, we're going to start a set league and we're going to like DM influencers and be like, do you want to be a part of the set league? And as, embar- as embarrassing as it is to talk about right now, it worked. Like, people were like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And, like, we just sent a really sweet message. Like, hey, like, we're a new company. We want to send you something. Like, let us know what you're loving. And it wasn't like we didn't give them the option to say yes or no. We just said pick what you want and send me your address. And if they posted, we were – like, it was amazing. And we made a list of influencers, like, who's who has posted, who has showed us, like, respect and love and, like, actually really like the product. And then – We have a list of people who, like, just took the free product and didn't do anything with it. And, like, 
I totally understand. And I just had this conversation last night with a couple of my friends who are like really popular bloggers. And I never met them until last night about how like it's a business that they're running too. And I completely understand that. But I also think there's something to be said about women supporting women. And I think that there's really genuine people out there who really just wanted to see my brand, you know, become something. Mm -hmm. And the product spoke for itself. It's like once they touched it, they were like, well, I want a new color. And it's like, well, I can't send you a new color unless like you help me blow this up because like I can't afford to. Yeah. So they started like posting and posting and posting. And that's how it happened. And then, of course, like my friends would post and then people who saw their post who are also quote unquote influencers would like DM us and say, like, I would love a set of yours. And then that's the switch that happened is like we had an influx of people messaging us saying, like, I want your stuff. Like, what what can I do to get your stuff? And we had big people, too, like people who should be getting paid a lot of money wanting our activewear. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of like how it how it first started. It's cool, too. Especially I agree with everything you just said. And from like an influencer standpoint, like if you like if I like something, I'm going to post, especially if it's something set. The branding is great. It speaks for itself. So it's a really easy thing to post because it it is really cute on its own and it's really flattering. So people are going to want to post and like support the brand. Thank you. But it's something also to be said when like people, there are people posting in it that like legitimately get six-figure deals like yeah. often mm-hmm. and they're just posting all the time because that's how much they love it. So it's really cool, you know? Yeah, it's it's still crazy. Like I still fall to the floor every time I see someone big like wearing our stuff. And I think like the number one thing too that I forgot to say is like everything you plan for your company is not what's going to happen when you start it. Like we were going to start set active with starter kits. Like you had to buy a set and it was going to come in a box with a jump rope and a water bottle and a headband. And it was going to be your starter kit to like getting fit. And like that was the whole plan at first. And that is so not what I'm doing. And everything has evolved and changed. And that's always going to happen. Always, always, always going to happen. When did you change that? Like, when did you decide to not do that? I I remember it was like one of our production meetings and like our I think our production partner was just like, it's going to be this much for water bottles. It's going to be this much for packaging. It's going to be this much for jump ropes. Like, why don't we start with sets and see how it does? And then we can go into that. And then we never went back. Like we just it just ended up being something totally different than what I wanted it to be, which is fine and amazing because this is like everything that has happened is everything that I like. I couldn't have dreamt of this. Like, yeah. it's just, it's all going amazing. And I'm really fortunate and lucky. It's so crazy. It's just so cool, too, because it does seem like it's this big, like, it has to be, like, a huge office with a huge team of people, especially with the success at, like, this age of the company, too. It's crazy. It's so cool. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, so it's been really great chatting with you today. Um, Where can they find you and also the brand? Um. Well, okay. I don't love to tell people who I am, but my Instagram is Lindsay Carter with an E and Set Active. The website is setactive.co and our Instagram is just Set Active. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. I will have Lindsay's info, info, her Instagram, I guess, um, in the show notes. I want to say down below because I'm so used to vlogging right now in the show notes for this podcast. If you guys have anyone or any topic you guys want me to cover on the show, um, let me know in the Facebook group or on the Instagram. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys next Thursday.